Good day, everyone. This is Tiffany Leonard. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of Tiff Totally. Today's episode, like I said, is just going to be a little bit more about me um, talking a little bit about my experiences, um, just things that I've endured in my life, um, things that I have in mind for future episodes, and things I would hope that you guys might want to talk about. Um, you know, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time getting into major detail about myself. Obviously, I don't want to become too much of a bore, so I'm just going to kind of keep it simple, basic, and in the future, um, when it comes to certain topics and episodes or future conversations, obviously, I'm more willing to delve into myself and my life. So I'll just kind of keep it pretty simple, pretty basic um, on this point. Um, So anyway, like I said, I am 27. I will be 28 on July 21st. Um, But you know what, though? I feel like if I'm going to have a quarantine birthday, like so many of us have unfortunately had this year, it totally sucks. I feel like I shouldn't have to age another year. Like that's not fair. Like, I feel like if I'm going to have a quarantine birthday and it's totally going to suck and I can't really see anyone, like it shouldn't even count. Like, I feel like I should just be able to stay 27 another year, but you know, that sucks. But I guess I can't stop the process of aging. And so, you know, I guess I will be turning 28 either way, regardless if I want to or not. Um, So I live in Wisconsin, born and bred all my life, never have lived anywhere else. Um, You know, I like, I like living in Wisconsin. I like having my four seasons. Um, I, I couldn't imagine living somewhere where it's like just summer and then like spring all year round or like a summer and a fall and you just kind of miss out on winter. Like even though winter can suck, I'll tell you what, if I had to live somewhere like Florida or California where it like never snows and it was Christmas, it just would never, it would not feel the same. Like it would not feel like Christmas. I know I spent one Christmas, it was actually my nephew's first Christmas. So this was in 2011 and I spent it in Virginia, like near Virginia Beach. And it was like, it wasn't like hot, but it was like 60-ish degrees and sunny and everything was pretty green. And it just, it didn't feel like Christmas. I was like, yeah, you know, this, I'm a true Wisconsin girl at heart. I gotta have my snow. And it is beautiful. Like it's, it can be, kind of ugly and miserable but at the same time especially on the first fallen snow it is just it paints such a beautiful picture it is so lovely um let's see um I have one older sibling that's 13 years older than me so you can do the math you know if she ever comes across hearing this one day I don't want her to be like, ah, you're going over telling people my exact age. But you know what, though? (laughs) I guess most people figure it out anyway if I say add 13 to 27. 
Um, and I have an eight-year-old nephew. He will be nine, actually. Our birthdays are a week apart. So his birthday is July 14th. Mine is July 21st. So we're kind of birthday twinsies. We're cancers. We're crabs. It's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I do love him to death. He can be a pain in the ass, but can't all kids. I mean, so I do love him. Um, and so, yeah, that's just a little bit based on my family life. Um, I have my two cats. Like I said, Trisha Mimi, they are my world. Lucy and Ethel are my guinea pigs. And yes, because I love, I love Lucy. That is where I got their names from. It's just, you know, I was thinking I had a guinea pig that died this past summer. I had him for eight years and his name was Fonzie and it really, that had nothing to do, honestly, naming him Fonzie had nothing at all to do with happy days. I just kind of thought it was a cute name. Um, so I, I didn't really want any more guinea pigs, but then a friend was selling Lucy and Ethel because they needed to be rehomed and I'm like, okay. You know, and they asked me if I would like to take them. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm not going to really turn it down if they need a home. And so I was kind of thinking, you know, what can I name? I didn't know if they were going to be two boys or two girls. And I, you know, having a boy guinea pig for eight years, I was like, yeah, it'd be kind of fun to have an all girl household. So yeah, they are two girls. They are sisters. And um, so Lucy, she has long hair. It's kind of crazy. And Ethel's pretty fat and loves to eat. So I kind of feel like they match their namesakes perfectly. Um, as for Trisha and Mimi, um, I adopted them. Um, Trisha, she came with her name. I necessarily wouldn't have kept her name, but she knew her name and I wasn't going to change it. Um, so I got her when she was about two years old and she's very loving, very sweet, has beautiful blue eyes. Um, kind of reminds me of Frank Sinatra. So it kind of sucks that she knew her name because I would have liked to rename her Frankie. Um, Mimi, I actually rescued from being euthanized. Um, she's not as friendly and outgoing as Trisha is. She's got her own personality. She's a bit feisty. Um, I think that's why she was going to be euthanized. She doesn't really like affection so much. Um, and no, I did not get the name Mimi from the Drew Carey show. Everybody asks me that. It's like, I didn't really think a whole lot of people watch the Drew Carey show, but yay for those of you who do, because it is a sitcom. Woo! You know, I love my sitcoms. Um, but no, um, actually Mimi, um, just a little bit, you know, inside on that growing up, I have always called my mom Mimi's. I have no idea why I just... I've just always called her that never called her mom, mommy, whatever. It was always, it was Mimi's and I have no idea why. And so, you know, to make her a little less upset about having another grand cat, um, I thought, okay, I'm going to name her Mimi. And this is one, even if she did know her name, I wanted to change it anyways, um, but thankfully her name was Moo Moo and so Moo Moo Mimi, it's not that much different. 
Um, and she was about 13, 14 months old when I brought her home. So she wasn't, she took to the name Mimi right away. I didn't have a problem. So yeah, so that's my animals. And let's see. So when I was 16, I was sexually assaulted. Um, it was, it was very, very traumatic and definitely, um, not just one episode, but I feel like there, I'm going to have many episodes where I'm going to discuss like sexual assault, maybe share some others stories, um, aside from mine. Um, you know, what it can cause and trigger in a person. I know because of that, I have very, I have PTSD. So, you know, that experience, you know, gave me PTSD. And I never really knew that you could get that from, you know, having a sexual assault. So it was, it was a very traumatic time. Um, something, you know, you never get over it. A lot of people that haven't really dealt with this experience and even those that have, I feel like people, people can process trauma very differently. You know, nobody's story is truly alike and nobody really feels alike in their experiences. And so for me personally, you know, I've kind of learned to move on. I don't feel like I, you know, a lot of people say forgive and forget, but you can't really do that in this case. I'm never going to forgive. I'm never going to forget. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. Yeah, I've kind of learned to move on, but I, there's things in my life that I just feel like I'm never going to be able to do. or I'm never going to feel comfortable doing because of that whole experience. And so I definitely will talk a lot more about that in depth when I have like a lot of sexual assault episodes. Um, You know, I also have episodes like focusing a lot on PTSD. Um, You know, I guess, you know, people can have PTSD from all kinds of circumstances, whether it be trauma or from pregnancy. Um, A lot of people that fought in the war have PTSD. Um, People that have been beaten can have PTSD. So PTSD can stem from a lot of things. And I never actually really knew that until I was diagnosed myself. So, um, you know, I have anxiety and depression. That came a lot earlier than the PTSD and didn't necessarily stem from the assault. I've had that. I was diagnosed at like 12. Um, that comes from just a lot of other things that I dealt with growing up. And, you know, to this day, I still, I still struggle with it. You know, I take medication. I see a therapist and a psychiatrist. Um, so, you know, it's still a daily struggle in my life. So, um, you know, I think, I think a lot of people struggling with mental health always you know, find comfort in knowing other people that have the same struggles and hearing episodes based upon it, because, you know, I feel like, like I said, you are not alone and hearing other people talk about their experiences 
it just kind of makes you feel that much more comfortable. And so those are definitely things that are very important. So, um, yeah, you know, you're not alone. So just always remember that you may feel like you're alone, but you're not. Um, and I also, um, I have Asperger's, which is a high functioning form of autism. And, you know, I knew I had it all my life. Well, let me say it this way. I never knew what Asperger's was until I was diagnosed with it. I knew about autism, but I didn't know that there were different functioning levels of autism. So, you know, growing up and being in school and having certain struggles, I thought maybe it was just because I was dealing with, you know, I had a bit of a rough time growing up in a home life and I, um, you know, I was bullied a lot. I was bullied like every single day in school. I mean, to the point where there were times that, you know, I had to have the police involved because it was, it was that bad. I mean, I, I was hated really for no reason. Um, and so it was, it was really hard and a struggle, like going to school. There were days I just, I didn't even want to go to school because it was just so bad. And then gradually as I got older, I felt like I'd rather be in school than kind of deal with a lot of things at home. I felt like going to school and getting out of the house for seven hours a day was kind of like a refuge. Like I had my share of friends. So even though I was bullied, I also had my own certain group of friends that stood by me and were there for me. So I wasn't so alone. I at least had some support. But at the same time, you know, after a while, I wanted to be in school and kind of get away from home and get out of the house for seven hours daily. So um, even though I was bullied, after a while, you just kind of, kind of learn to ignore it, I guess you could say. But anyway, a little bit off topic, back to the Asperger's. Um, I always struggled like taking tests, doing homework, and it's not necessarily because I didn't study. Even when I did study like extra harder, I struggled. And, you know, my mom was kind of the she was the type that didn't really want to take me to doctors. So, you know, I guess I never really got the right diagnosis. It was just that, oh, well, you have to study harder and you'll pass. Or, you know, and even, I guess doctors didn't really know what to say when I did go to a doctor. So, you know, not knowing just... I feel like I could have had a little bit of an easier time in school getting better grades and, um, you know, not struggling as much because doing homework and taking tests was extremely hard for me. And I'm not going to say I didn't feel stupid. I just feel like I wanted to know why it was so difficult for me. It like, it wasn't fair. I could try so hard and I love to read. The thing of it is, is I'm an excellent reader. When I was in kindergarten, by the time I left kindergarten, I was at a sixth grade reading level at six years old. 
So, I mean, it wasn't that reading was a struggle for me. That wasn't it at all. It was just, I had a hard time like processing things or understanding certain things. And, you know, it, to this day, I probably could never pass a test. I know like anything mathematics that's, you know, aside the fact from like basic adding, subtracting, multiplying, whatever, I never could do it. I basically, when I graduated high school, I barely passed to graduate. I passed geometry with a D minus. I mean, if I, it would have sucked to not graduate because I just, I don't understand this stuff. I like had to repeat algebra three times. Finally, I don't know if maybe they just felt like, okay, we're just going to pass her, just whatever. So I had to take algebra three different times my freshman year and sophomore years. And then junior year, I had to take two different courses because I failed one and I needed another, you needed like two steps of algebra to graduate. So I was taking, I mean, just imagine how hard that was for me to take two different math classes. So then thankfully I was able to get geometry that I also needed to graduate. I mean, if I could have had geometry my junior year, I could have went on to senior year not having a math class. And my God, that would have been so freaking awesome. But that didn't happen. So finally, then I was able to get into it. But it was just so hard, even the most basic stuff. And it was like review after review after review. And I just, and really I was an introduction to geometry. So it wasn't even high school level material. It was more elementary. So at the time I graduated, I know my geometry teacher said I was at like a fourth to fifth grade level in math, Um, which, you know, whatever. I don't really use any of that math today. So I'm not even... I'm not concerned about it anymore, but, you know, it kind of just makes me feel like, you know, it sucks that I just didn't have somebody in my life that could have supported me to care enough because my teachers even would say to my mom, you know, she needs to be tested by the school psychologist, you know, if she's really trying and working hard and they could see that because, I would excel at writing and spelling and reading, but when it came to like tests and math, there was just like a fallout. And so I think teachers knew and caught on that I had a learning disability, but my mom just was like, okay, you know, and she'd never do anything about it. And so you know, and there's only so much the teachers can do. They can't like take it into their own hands. It has to be left up to the parents. So yeah. So basically that's a lot about me. I have Asperger's. I have PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Um, small town girl from Wisconsin, pet mom. And so that's basically the basics about me. So, you know, definitely going to have a lot of episodes, like I said, focusing on mental health. I think that's, that's a very broad topic that I think a lot of people are interested in listening to and learning about, especially because it's so, 
um, so many people struggle with it and are afraid to ask for help, you know, and especially in these times with the COVID-19, it's lots of people are struggling, I think more than we know. And so, you know, mental health is always a big topic that needs to be discussed. Like it's very important. Um, so next week, um, I believe I'm going to have my next new episode is going to be, um, Tuesday, May 12th. And I think I will touch base a little bit more, um, just a little bit more basic on, um, different types of PTSD and people that can suffer from it. Um, I know one person has asked me if I would share my story of sexual assault. Um, not at this time, maybe further into seasons and episodes down the line. Um, but right now, no, I will not share my story. Um, but you know, I guess if you want to ask me questions about it, I can be very like vague you know, but at this time I'm not gonna like go into depth and tell the story, especially because I don't want to trigger anybody. I am not here to do that. Um, so, you know, maybe that's more of a private thing. Um, but I definitely, I will definitely like answer questions, um, read some stories, you know, but just let's try not to get too graphic when it comes to the topic of sexual assault because we don't want to trigger anybody. Um, so I think Tuesday, May 12th, it's going to be an episode based on PTSD and anxiety and depression. Um, so I'm just going to get a, give a bit of info, um, you know, different types because there are different types of anxiety and depression as well. Um, maybe mention some people that also suffer with it and, um, you know, just a little bit more review on what it's been like for me, um, dealing with it, you know, more so as an adult, because it's very different dealing with it as an adult versus dealing with it as a child. So the experience it is, it's very different. Um, so Tuesday, May 12th, PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Um, any other topics, you know, always welcome to DM me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, follow me Twitter at Tiffany and Leonard, um, Instagram, Tiffany Leonard DMs are always open for requests, but remember, keep it positive, keep it clean, no disrespect, no negativity. I will delete those messages and I just don't put up with any of that stuff. So yeah. Um, and listen to this podcast on Spotify, Tiff Totally, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. Bye.